Okay, you ready for a question? Good, because that was the first one. <laughs> so, how many of you like to work out? Anybody that, that you like to work out? You do? I, some, when I grow up, I'm going to be like Kurt. Has anyone ever, ever, ever begun to work out? And, and usually I know this like happens at the first of the year, you know, we see. This year I'm I'm gonna and have you ever have you ever like started a, a workout routine? Maybe you joined a gym or or, or maybe you, you bought the, the Tybo video. Do y'all remember that? Um, that's how I found out I had a hernia years ago. Um, or that gave me one. I don't know which, but um, but 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 you start and, and boy you, you get going and then you just kinda fall off, you know, and you, you kinda quit. I think about working out a lot. I like the idea of working out. I like the results that I get, that I used to get um, when I, I worked out. But, but you know, the thing ab- about that, you know, I, I want to be healthy. I, I, I want to I be in, in good shape, not the round shape, but the good shape. And, and so I, I, I want to do that, but that takes a tremendous amount of discipline. You ever you figure that? Because here's what happens to me, and and. and if I had like my own little place with all of, I probably still wouldn't do it, but I'd like to think that I would, you know, with all the equipment and, and because probably where I need to start is with the bar. No weights yet, you know, just, just working out with the bar. I saw that look. I don't mean the one down the street. Um, <laughs> woo, it's a Baptist church, remember. Um, just, no weights yet on there, you know, and but because here's what happens: if I if I do too much in the beginning, then like in a couple of days, I'm going to be so sore I can't even get out of bed, and 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 then you try to get past that, and 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 if you get past that, then then you're really starting to kind of feel really good, and then something happens, you don't work out for a week, and you know when you go back, you have to start all over again. Some of you are going, I didn't know this was going to be a workout message, but it is. <laughs> Because it takes a lot of discipline to work out. Now, here's my definition of discipline. Discipline is doing something when you don't want to or when you don't feel like it. And that's what working out for me is, that, that you have to get past that, that, that when you're tired and when you're sore and when you're hurting, when you have a headache, when whatever, you know, the million things that tend to come up uh, with me when I, when I think about working out, all those come up and... And it just really takes discipline just that you just got to do it. Well, the Apostle Paul is writing this letter to Timothy. We're in 1 Timothy chapter 4, beginning in verse 6. And the Apostle Paul is, is, remember last week we talked about the parting from the faith isn't a salvation thing. It was getting away from sound doctrine. And, and the Apostle Paul is urging Timothy to stick with sound doctrine. And then he gets to this passage here. Let's read in 1 Timothy chapter 4, beginning verse 6. He says to Timothy, if you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus. And I don't know about you, but I, I want that. That might be a good epitaph, something to put on my tombstone. He was a good servant of Christ Jesus. Actually, I, I, I want when when I when I meet Jesus, whether uh, it's it's here or in the air, um, I, I, I want him to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's what I want to hear from him. And the, the, the Apostle Paul's writing to Timothy, said, and he's talking about sound doctrine. If you put these things before the brothers, you'll be a good servant of Christ Jesus. And then 
he kind of fleshes that out a little bit. He says, being trained in the words of the faith and of the good doctrine that you have followed. And then he gives him a, a caution. Have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. Here's what he's saying. Timothy, you need to stick with sound doctrine, but the way you do that, it takes training. It takes discipline. It's not just something that that happens. Um, I'll tell you what happens if you just go along with with, with this this life. You're going to go to the doctor for your physical, and he's going to say, Larry, I'm sorry, this is a little too personal. You need to lose about 25 pounds. Some of you are going, no, you don't. Thank you. But that's what the doctor says. That or I need to grow about four inches. And I think probably losing the weight is going to be better, easier. Uh, yeah. If, if we just go along, things just, just kind of settle in. The Apostle Paul talks about it in Romans chapter 12. He said, don't be conformed to the world. That's what happens if we just go along. So, so if you just go along, if you don't put in the discipline, the training, then you're not going to be solid in the faith. You're not going to be um, uh, trained in, in following the words of the faith and the good doctrine. In fact, what will happen is, is if you go along, and Paul gives that caution, that then we end up following those, I love it, uh, I forget which one he calls irreverent, uh, irreverent silly myths. I like that. Any of you any of you run across any irreverent silly myths? Anybody? Yeah, if if you haven't then you haven't googled anything lately. Because the internet's full of them. And and that's easy to do. I mean, I I love I, I love to study, I love to dig in, I love to find stuff out it and it's easy to to kind of get, you know, off off this trail over here and 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 you're it's almost like uh, the irreverent, silly myths I see in these day and age. It's almost like the, the little orphan Annie decoder ring. And you almost feel like you need the little orphan Annie decoder ring to decode the Bible. And if you take every fourth word and then every third letter of every fourth word, that it, that it like God will reveal the secret to you. Now, some of you are going, I did that. Well, don't. <laughs> don't do that. Because God has revealed himself in his word. And Paul is, is urging Timothy, you, you need to be trained in godliness. And he's training like three times in this, this short little passage. And training takes discipline. It, it just does. I, I, I wish, just like if, if anybody comes out with this, they would be... A, quadrillionaire i just made that word up but you know i i can't even fathom a million somethings um but if you could come up with a pill with no side effects that could make somebody strong and healthy you know want to build up some biceps and i i've got i shouldn't say this because i mentioned the bar thing earlier but i've got a six-pack in here um somewhere Somewhere deep down inside, but if, if if I could take that and and just be physically, man, I would love to do that. There's no such thing, and and there's no such silver bullet spiritually either. 
It just takes discipline. So, so let me give you this, and, and we'll, we'll move along. Uh, here's the thing. The spiritual disciplines help you to grow in your relationship with Christ. And there's a reason they're called disciplines. The spiritual disciplines take training. They take work. Spiritual disciplines are reading God's Word, studying God's Word, gathering together with, with His people. In Hebrews 10.25, it says, Don't forsake the assembling or gathering of yourselves together. This is the habit of some. Boy, that's an easy habit to get into. It takes you like three years to establish the habit of going every Sunday, and it takes you like three Sundays to get out of that habit. Um, it doesn't take me long to get in the habit of sleeping in and having a big pancake breakfast. You can tell. <laughs> and it's a discipline. And these spiritual disciplines help us to grow in our relationship with Christ. Now listen, there is nothing you can do to make yourself more like Christ. And I'm not saying that. You can't change your heart. You can't. Only God can, but God uses some things to do that. He uses his word to do it. He uses his spirit to do it. He uses other believers to speak into our lives to do it. The spiritual disciplines help you to grow in your relationship with Christ, and they take work. <laughs> the more you see as he sees, the easier it's going to be for you to do what he says. Let me say that again. The more you see as he sees, the easier it'll be for you to do as he says. The more we get into God's word, the more we let him change us, the easier it's going to be to obey what he tells us to do. The converse is true. The other side, the less we do that, the harder it is for us to do what he says. And, and then we end up just trying to change our heart, and that doesn't work. He has to work in us. Train yourself in godliness. Discipline yourself. And, and I love what Paul says. Paul says basically this, that, that if we got into a good workout routine, let, let's, say, let's say that we all together, we said we're, we're all going to work out together. I don't, I don't know where we would do that. Um, in the bar. No, with a, with a bar with weights on it. That's what it is. We're all going to work out together, right? Paul says, you know what, if you did that and if you did it consistently, that would be good for this life. Physical training, physical workout is good for this life. But if we do that spiritually, that's not only beneficial for this life, but it's beneficial for the next. You see, when we train ourselves in godliness, when we get into God's word, when we just get about the spiritual disciplines, he uses that to change us, to make us more into the image of Christ, to, to draw us closer to him. It's easier to hear his voice when we're walking with him like that. And that, that not only benefits us here, and it will benefit us here, but that benefits us in the life to come. Because I don't know if you realize, we don't take these bodies with us to heaven. I thought that would get at least one amen. This body is deteriorating. Some of you are looking like, I know, you've been here 15 years. I had hair when I came. <laughs> Didn't. This body's passing away. This, this body is deteriorating. I, I go to the doctor. I, I, try to, I don't come from a long-lived family, so I try to do everything I can to take except for eating and working out and stuff. But uh, I go to the doctor, and I, I, I take the medicine it gives me. Um, and, and, you know, 
my doctor's younger than I, but he's not as young as he used to be, which is what he tells me all the time. You know, are you in any pain? Do your doctors ask you that? Are you in any pain? I'm like, heck yeah, my knee hurts. Um, my shoulder, and he says, you're not as young as you used to be. I'm like, then why ask? <laughs> Spiritual disciplines benefits us not only here, but it benefits us in the life to come. Here's what Paul says, uh, that this idea of the more we see as he sees, the easier it is to do as he says. Paul says in Romans 12 too, do not be conformed to this world. That's easy to do, by the way. All you got to do is watch TV, hang out in the world. I mean, it's, it just comes. You don't even have to, um, have to, have to watch that, the, the movies, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all those things. Um, all, all of our world presses in. I, well, if I made up one of those social media things, I would, I would have slap face. That would be mine. Um, but it presses in on us, and it presses us. If you want to be like the world, you don't have to do anything. It'll just press you into its mold. It just does. you just got to be here. But Paul says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed. We all want that. We all want to be into the image of Jesus Christ. How do we do that? He says, you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. That is that we exchange the world's thoughts and ideas that we get all the time. We exchange those with God's thoughts and ideas. And we do that by digging into his word. And, and as we get into his word, we let his word get into us and he changes us. And I wish I could say this. I wish I could say I have a six-week workout routine in the Bible that, that'll, that'll just do it and then you'll be done. And, and that works just as well as if I told you I had a six-week physical workout for you and you would be ripped the rest of your life. Now, I know when I say that, I look around. I don't mean you're ripping muscles. I mean, you know, you got them. Um, that was supposed to be funny, but it's the small, incremental things we do over a period of time that make the difference. That's why obesity and diabetes is rampant in our country. Yesterday, I was going to do a little about, I had big plans. Um, they didn't happen, um, but... But I, I, I was going to split some wood, worked a little bit on, on the, the splitter, couldn't get it started, and I hadn't eaten breakfast. And if you do a little bit of physical exertion, like pulling on that silly cord, and, and uh, I started to get a little bit weak. I said, I need to eat, and I wasn't going to eat breakfast. I'm trying to lose a little bit of weight. And so I uh, wasn't going to eat, but I felt a little bit weak. So I thought, okay, I've got some corned beef hash. I love corned beef hash. Um, and I opened a can. A can is two servings, but who's going to eat half a can and leave it, right? So I ate the whole thing. I said, all right, now I'm going to take it easy for lunch and, and dinner. You know, I just kind of eat light. And, and, and then I, I remembered that there was a, a, a guy in, in our, 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 actually, he, in our church, uh, turned 80, and his family was throwing a big birthday party for him. So oh, I want to go by and tell him happy birthday. So I go by there, and they said, oh, you need plenty of food. You need to eat. We have some pulled pork over here, and we have some enchiladas over here. And uh, I didn't pick. So I had a plate full of pulled pork and enchiladas. And uh, I said, well, I'm going to take it easy for dinner. And, and then I, I get home and my wife says, don't forget, we have that fellowship group. And that guy made like 20 pounds of beef ribs. I only ate 10 pounds of those. And, and see, so we do that. 
because I went home. I was a little full, and, and uh, there were no bad consequences. But if I keep doing that, there will be. Now, see, if I had been uh, either either on my knees or flat on my back after that, I'd quit that. <laughs> but we don't. It's the same way spiritually it works for the good that, that those small incremental things we do, getting into God's word every day, doesn't mean that, that you have to go through a whole book of the Bible every single day. Just getting into his word. Let him get into you. Spend some time with him in prayer. Hang out with, with other believers and study. And, and those things just began to work. God uses them. And, and over time we realize, you know what? He's changing me. I'm not the same person I used to be. So let me give you two points of just really good practical application. Two things you can stick in your tool belt and take home and use. The first one is this, that you need a personal reading plan. That is, that you need a plan that will help you get into God's Word every day. And we, there are tons and tons and tons. The, the U version uh, is the, the, that sounds really selfish, doesn't it? That's right. We live in a me society we can't even spell we without two eyes these days. Uh, I know that's old. The U version Bible, if you open that up, um, there's a place on there you can go to plans. And one of the really cool ones is the one-year chronological plan. And some of you are going, have you ever read Leviticus? <laughs> Here's a cool thing that you can do. You go on there, and, and this one particularly does it with, with, with my, uh, I, I assume it does it with all phones. And, and sometimes you read those and your eyes cross and you don't know how to pronounce those words. You can push a little button. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, gave command concerning Jeremiah through Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guard, saying, Take him, look after him well, and do him no harm, but deal with him as he tells you. Now, that does a couple of things. One, you don't have to figure out how to pronounce it. That poor guy had to figure that out. The other thing, that's getting God's word into your heart. And that particular plan takes about 10 to 15 minutes, depending on the day. And you listen to it. And I don't know if you realize this, but God's word is meant to be spoken. It's meant to be heard. Back in the olden days, <laughs> um, the, the time of the Old and New Testament, everybody didn't have a copy of the Bible. They had to handwrite those. They would copy them out by hand. And so those were usually kept in the Old Testament in the synagogue. And they were, you know, kept in, in the churches, even, you know, the letters. And, and then they were read. And, and so you, you get God's word into you. you. You need a personal reading plan, whatever it is. You don't have to pick that one. That one's cool. It gives you a good kind of chronological overview of the Bible. And when I'm listening to it, I'm not so inclined to say, oh, what Hebrew word was that? You know, I'm a weird dude. Um, you know, I like languages. And, and I'm, I'm not tempted to try to dig into a Bible study because I'm listening to his word. The second point of application that you can take home with you and use is you need to be in a small group Bible study somewhere. Whether it's a Sunday school Bible study, a men's Bible study, a women's Bible study. Uh, we do one uh, on Sunday nights, not every Sunday night, so you'd have to look at the schedule. But, but get in, start one of your own. Grab two or three people and say, Let, let's do a Bible study together. And, and you may be thinking this, you may be thinking, can I just study the Bible by myself? Yeah, you can. 
And God uses that, and, and there are plenty of good tools. Careful what you Google, because there's some crackpots out there. But, but there are some good tools that will help you dig into God's Word. But when you study with a group of other believers, not only do you have His Word and His Spirit work in you, but God uses His people. And, and you press in life on life, and, and, and they can hold you a little bit more accountable. Or maybe, maybe they understand something that you don't, and God uses them to help you understand. A personal reading plan and a small group Bible study are two easy, simple, practical things that we can do. But they take discipline. It, it takes some work. Trust me, I know. Your plan is to get up. 20 minutes earlier so you can listen in your personal reading plan and the alarm goes off. I could get 20 more minutes of sleep. Or if you're like me, I, I don't have a problem getting up. Um, I can drink three more cups of coffee. <laughs> now you can do that and listen at the same time too. You, some of this stuff you can do together. And you can even work out and listen to God's word. I don't know if you knew that. But it takes discipline. You, you have to do it. You have to stick with it. And, and, and it just takes work. We'll, we'll close with the last couple of verses of this. Paul tells Timothy, the saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. Now he's going to tell him what the saying is. For to this end we toil and strive because we have our hopes set on the living God who is the Savior of all people, especially those who believe. Toil and strive. Now does that sound like a workout or what? Here's the idea behind those words, toil and strife. They mean to press on in spite of fatigue and agony. That really sounds like a workout. That you press on even when you're tired. You press on even when things are tough. You press on even when it gets difficult. That you press on and you stick with it and, and you trust that God's going to take his word and his spirit and he's going to change you. From the inside out. Training yourself for godliness takes discipline. Let's take a look at this uh, short video that gives a really good example of what toil and strife might look like. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. For to this end we toil and strive because we have set our hope on the living God who is the Savior of all people, especially those who believe. Let me ask you. Are you giving God your best? Are you saving a whole lot for you? When Jesus went to the cross, he didn't give us just a little bit. He gave his all for us. The one who knew no sin became our sin so we could become the righteousness of Christ in him. And I know in this world that we live, everything calls for our time, everything calls for our attention, uh, and, and it's so easy to forget that this life is not what it's all about, that this life is simply a, an avenue for God to use us. And, and it's easy to say, Jesus, you, you got, goodness, I give you my Sundays, I give you my Wednesdays. I want to encourage you this morning to, as we, as we come together before the Lord and just say, God, I, I just want to give you all.
And, and I know what you're thinking, some of you. What if he, what if he decides to take it? <laughs> if, if I tell God, I'm going to give you everything, what if I end up in Africa? So? going to give him all i encourage you to this morning and it takes an incredible amount of faith how do you get that faith the spiritual disciplines help you to grow in your relationship with him and, and here's where i find myself a lot lord i just want to give everything to you and then i have to say would you help me do that <laughs> Just like the guy who came to Jesus said, Lord, I believe. Help me in my unbelief. (laughs) So this morning, let me just ask you to take a step of obedience. And you may even have to say, God, give me the strength for that step. And just say, God, everything I have, everything I am is yours. I don't want you to be a part of my life. I want you to be my life. And I just give it to you, and you use it however you want. Let's pray. Father, this morning, first of all, we just thank you for your love for us. Thank you that you never give up on us. And God, as we come before you this morning, we realize that we can't change our hearts. We can't even muster up enough faith to trust you for that step of obedience. And so, Lord, this morning, we just ask you to do that for us. And and God... If we're holding on to anything, if we're holding back in any way in our lives, I pray that you just help us to release that to you this morning. Lord, give us the courage and the strength and the faith to just be obedient to you. God, I pray that as we do, as we get into your word, as we discipline ourselves to for the training of godliness, Lord, that you, through your spirit and your word, that you change us, you you transform us, that, God, you increase our trust and our faith in you. Lord, we know that begins with the one step of obedience. So, Father, this morning, we do that. If there's anyone here who's never come to that first step of obedience and faith and trust in Christ for salvation, Lord, I just pray that you would just give them uh, the courage and the strength to do that, just to take that step of faith and trust. For those of us who did that long ago, God, I pray that you would, you would help us to, to just do that all over again and say, Lord, I, I just trust you with everything that I have and everything that I am to be used however you want. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.